0: Back once again, my name is Dennis, this is The Blue Corner, welcome aboard. Uh, But before we get started, I I will remind you to uh, click that subscribe, share, like, as I always say, all the good stuff, Um, and also obviously uh, any support is always appreciated. Um, Today's guest uh comes all the way from vegas uh he's a special guest for me because he helped me with my fight more than he even knows um but uh we'll get on to that a little later uh the reason i brought him on this week is i i was funnily enough watching the uh last episode of the contender series last week and i think it was the second last fight i saw uh Tony in, in, in the corner for one of the crazier fights of the evening, only because there was a huge weight discrepancy between the two fighters. But we'll, we'll talk a little on that as well. Um, he currently has a, a record of four and zero. He fights out of Las Vegas. Um, he resides in Las Vegas, but he also represents the 209. Um, I'm talking about Tony Diaz. Um, how have you been? How's life been treating you? And what is going on? What's up, my brother? good no just living here one day at a time (laughs) so uh what what is what is going on at the moment like what you know when when it comes to i I guess the uh the global pandemic how how is vegas handling it yet are the casinos open are are you actually getting the food traffic right now what what, what's going on over there
1: man crazy crazy vegas is like shutting down again like every other every other state shutting down. Like we just had our government talk about at 430, like about an hour ago saying that our restrictions for like bars, um, gyms, everything's been at 50%. He just reduced it to uh 25% capacity and gyms. He says, you got to require to wear a mask while you train. And if you like for us, for MMA, if you don't, they said if you can't wear a mask, you shouldn't do that activity. So it's like pretty hard, especially people that are having fights coming up. So it's really hard for them.
0: And so, how do they enforce that? Do they actually have officers that that go, I guess, door knocking from gym to gym, or or, or is it more or less like? Because I know over here, you know, like they they had restrictions. I mean, we never had to wear masks. They they. Yeah. basically got us to close and then now they have like a set capacity where you can have like 20 people on the mat but that's it right and they always talk about that you know potentially you could have a police officer rock up and and you know they'll do a count and if you have more than the 20 that's allowed obviously you get a fine um mm-hmm. but having said that we i don't know i can only speak for my gym but we haven't had a single visit from the police so like the the kind of the threat is there but as I say, they haven't really enforced it in, in a sense. I mean, they could any day rock up, but like, what is it with you guys? Do you, do you have um, guys that are actually enforcing these rules or is it more or less just, there's
1: actually, a, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that call in, there's a hotline. So if people want to snitch on your business, you know, maybe cause their business is closed and they can call and, People show up and if you're not wearing a mask, if you have too many people sitting at a table at a restaurant, you can get a fine. And even be closed down, you can't get the business license, which sucks. And people are already losing their jobs. You think another closure is not going to close down. All those businesses that barely made it just this time around, like it's horrible.
0: And how's it going for your? Because, I mean, you, you do a lot with the casinos and stuff, like as in the nightlife and stuff. Is that totally dead at the moment? Like what's work like for you?
1: dead like i've luckily we're in a union for our positions but we still got one more year as of march to keep our positions if the club opens up but the way it's looking right now like they're going back steps instead of going forward there's no vaccine so what can we do and then if they do get a vaccine how are they going to mandate it for people to get it to go to work when a lot of people ain't going to take that vaccine I don't know about you but I'm not.
0: And why is the reason that you're not going to get vac- vaccinated?
1: It's kind of like when the iPhone comes out. There's a lot of flaws in the first iPhone. You got to wait a couple months when they fix those flaws.
0: So so are you saying you will eventually get vaccinated or you're just saying you're not going to get vaccinated straight off the bat?
1: No, not straight off the bat like they're doing a lot of laws where if anything happens, you know, they're not responsible for what happens. If you get sick or you die or anything, like, they're not responsible because they're doing it, pushing it to get get it to people.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of the same over here. And and, and the thing that's really funny over here is, you know, when, when you hear about it being spoken about, they talk about the uh, fact that they can't enforce you to get vaccinated, <laughs> right? But then they'll turn around yeah. and go, "Yes, but if you're not vaccinated, you can't get a job, you can't go to school, you can't travel, you can't." So basically, they say all these things that you can't do. So like, even though they they can't force you to get vaccinated, it's kind of like saying, "If you're not going to get vaccinated, you have to." Right? You're not going to be able to yeah, move around. We control your
1: life. It's, yeah,
0: of course. It's, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy, but man, Lake Show this year.
1: Yeah, let's go running back. We're going for the tr- threepeat. <laughs> what are you? What did you think I, about the, the? Are you that? What would you think about the playoffs?
0: Man, yeah, I, I'm
1: look, pretty confident. I was-
0: I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're back. I'm really glad. I kind of called it. Like, look, I called it at the at the start of the year, obviously with the tragedy of of Kobe. I said, you know what. Mm -hmm. the way it's all going to fall now, they're going to win it for Kobe, right? Like I kind of caught it when, when, when that happened. Um, Not that I'm saying the league's fixed or anything, but I was like, if you were going to script it, right, that's how you would play it off. And, and look at, and then really did. And um, I'm proud of the boys, man. I'm proud of the boys.
1: Well, but listen to this, the Dodgers won too. It was a city of champions. The Dodgers and Lakers, but you can't have a parade. That's pretty shitty.
0: (laughs) But then again, there was still a lot of people at Staples Center celebrating when when, when it all went down. I mean, that was the one thing that amazed me was the fact that, you know, we are in a pandemic. And, I mean, the games were being played, what was it, in Florida, yet people would then still go out on the street and and kind of parade around anyway. And I was like, oh, that's risky business. That's really risky business.
1: Yeah, but, like, you see that like even with like the marches and everything like they don't worry about the pandemic with that but if people gather to like celebrate like thanksgiving for california it's like you can't gather more than 12 people at your house so like i know a lot of families that they canceled thanksgiving this year not because you know the government's saying it it's for their health reasons like i don't want my parents to get sick and you know be responsible for that like my sister just called me and said my uncle died in mexico because of COVID and, but he had a respiratory problem. So it's like, what do you, what do you go for?
0: And is there opportunity for you to obviously travel down for, for the funeral or is that a no go as well? Cause I mean, that's, that's one of the big problems like, we've had over here is the fact that our state borders are closed, which means if you have family interstate, you, you can't even be there for, for, for that funeral. Right.
1: No, because a lot of states have, like, quarantine. You go over there, you got to stay quarantined for a, at least 14 days. And even if, like, if I know a lot of people that actually went to Mexico and they have papers and they, they can't come back because of the COVID issue, you know, and it's pretty shitty. They get stuck in other countries.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm stinging to get back over there or, or, or have the missus come over here, right? Like, it's... It's, yeah, it's it's tough right now. It really is. Um, I mean, on on a positive, obviously they are talking about the vaccine. Whether you want to get vaccinated or not, that's that's one thing. But at least you know something's moving there. And from our end, this morning they actually um, they kind of said on the news that look, uh, international travel is looking likely now for next year. Right, so they are starting to move along. I'm yeah. I'm I'm, I'm hoping. I'm seriously hoping, man, like, that we just get back to normal and, and you know, so be it. Like, we just got to live with it. That's that's kind of what I feel. And An interesting thing, though, that I wanted to bring up was a conversation we had last week, and that was your trip to, was it Disney World?
1: Yeah, Disney World. I went to Disney World. In Florida, like, there's no mask mandate, only if the business, like, tells you to wear the mask. So, like, even if they close, like, Vegas, the UFC is going to go somewhere, another state to where they allowed the fights. You don't have to mandate like Florida, Texas was an option and then go back to Abu Dhabi because they got to keep the money rolling. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny because obviously Dana did say um, on this post presser that he would only go to, you know, somewhere where they could have full capacity crowds. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which obviously, uh, Fight Island, there's no capacity crowds. So that's that's obviously a different case scenario. No. But uh, I'm kind of going, well, you do realise in Auckland, which is New Zealand, they, they allow full capacity crowds. And, and even our last football game, which was up in Queensland, none of us could go because the borders were shut, but they had it at full capacity. So I'm kind of going, well, yeah. if, if the UFC need a place to go, Australia and New Zealand's a pretty good option.
1: Yeah, of course. But it'll be hard to bring the fighters there. That's the thing. It would just be guys from there.
0: Yes and no, because, I mean, look, Bellator have, in the last couple of weeks or, say, month have had quite a few of our guys travel over to to the Mohegan Sun, right? Like, I mean, it is, it is a bit of a pain yeah. because... Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right.
0: Right? We had Arlene. We had Janae. Um, and it is a pain because when they come back, uh, and even, like... The contender series right now, right? We had Chelsea on there. She's now quarantining back here in Sydney. Um, But, I mean, the option is there to do it. It's just it comes at a cost because the quarantine over here is a two-week quarantine and and the government is charging $3,000 per head.
1: Yeah, that's why I heard Israel stuck in San Diego because of that, because they mandated the quarantine and it was hard for him to come back home.
0: How does that even work though? Like, so what, I mean, I, I heard that he's now uh, got the the commentary job for the Tyson fight. So I, I see that yeah. he's been able to pick up a little yeah. bit of work while he's over there. But like, how does that work? Like who, who then, I guess, is, is it something that your government f- foots the bill for? Like, I mean, he's obviously got to stay somewhere now while he's over there. Right. And if he can't leave, like how, how does that all work?
1: I think the UFC actually helps out with that because you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Wei Lee had just fought Joanna and she was stuck here for a month and a half, almost two months into that pandemic in March. And she, just the travel was really hard. Her government was trying to help her, but also the UFC was trying to do as much as they could to like keep her here to, to where she was safe.
0: Crazy, crazy, and you guys also. I mean, I had Eric on a few weeks back, or it's, it's been a little while now, um, and we we were talking about obviously having a breakout, and he said that two or three fighters obviously had had the COVID from your gym, um, but since yeah. since I had him on, I saw that you the the gym actually had to close for a week or two, and, and I think Eric yeah. even ended up getting the COVID himself. Like, what was what was that breakout like? Do you know do you, do you know any more about that now? Well, the
1: crazy thing is, like, a week and a half before that, I hurt my back and I couldn't move. So I wasn't at the gym during that time. And then COVID hit, and I was already not training. So I was all like, man, i kind of glad I messed up my back and didn't get COVID. But I didn't know which one was worse, you know?
0: (laughs) So you're good So it was,
1: like, pretty – yeah, my back is good, everything. I'm actually – Helping Donito Donaire, the Filipino Flash, for his boxing match. He's actually f- fighting at the Mohegan Sun in uh, December 19th for another WBO belt. So we just, it's been me and him at the gym, no one else, because um, we can't afford getting COVID, you know. And I watch where I go and he watches where he goes. So it just don't ruin his chances of getting a paycheck, you know.
0: It's tough. I mean that's that's I guess what the uh the, the New Zealand guys Izzy's camp did, you know. They they bunkered down for a few for a few weeks where they got the whole camp in. I mean, granted, they had the whole camp basically fought on the same card, so it makes it a little easier. But uh they bunkered down yeah, of course. and they, they literally didn't leave the gym. It was kinda of like they created their own bubble, right?
1: Yeah. And that's what it's like, you know, it's like just the contact, like everything else like we can go eat here and there. We still cautious, but doing the contact with other people, that's kind of hard. Cause you don't know where other people have been or where they're going.
0: This is true. This is true. So to give people a little bit of history, uh, we met in 2015 and, and I know that for a fact now, because, uh, when I spoke to Jason a week ago, um, he was the one who said that it was 2015 and, that same trip, obviously, which was for the uh, team Hawaii, um, you know, the the Russell and 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 Lewis uh, trip, Lewis that's, that's, Russell. That's when we met, man. Like, it's so it's it's been a good five. Yeah. years. It's been a real good five years, right? Like, uh, and and there's a lot yeah. of that. There's a lot that I remember about that trip. Uh, first and foremost is riding with you in that truck, right? Like, literally, it is a truck. Do you remember that truck? It was beat up. It was it a was, red truck. Yes. It was like something straight. <laughs> it was, it was like something straight out of Wolf Creek. Right. Like I, I just remember at the time. It was,
1: it was a S <laughs> ten. Oh man. That was, that was good time. So I went to pick you Ian. I think Lewis and I forgot. I think, uh, Mike Rios and we were all cruising down the strip with you guys in the back of the truck. It was the most funniest thing ever, and we weren't sure if we were gonna get arrested, but we did it anyways.
0: <laughs> but it was funny as well because, as I said, it was I literally met you then, and and Spencer at the time he was like, "Oh, you just ride with Tony, right?" And I'm like, "This guy, yeah. this guy, I don't really know him. I'm in Vegas where I literally know nobody." Um, and I'm about to jump into, as I say, a truck that could have been taken out of Wolf Creek. And I don't know if you've seen Wolf Creek, but like, it's, it's an Australian film where like things don't go right. And I'm like, whatever. But like, yeah, I think that was a good trip. And um, you know, obviously, we 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 really bumped heads on 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 that trip. And the thing that always stuck out for me, and this 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 is something that I'm I'm really grateful in 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 meeting yourself, was the fact that um. We were with uh who was it with? We was it Lowen? We were with Lowen uh, from Team Hawaii as well, and it was myself, you and him, and we went to Starbucks. This is how well I remember it. We went to Starbucks at the MGM. And we're just like yeah. ra- we're we're just randomly talking and, and I remember I had my first fight come up, right? And and I was like
1: yeah. yeah you said you had a fight coming up
0: right and I was like hey what's the best bit of advice you could give me right and 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 I remember I remember right like you you said listen <laughs> there's no advice anyone can give you your coaches can't give you advice nobody can give you advice because he said being your first fight the adrenaline's going to take over and you're just gonna start. And you're just gonna start swinging for the fences. But you know what? You saying, right? You saying that oh, stuck with me. And and the whole fight camp, right? Like the coaches were telling me all these things, and the whole fight camp. I was just yeah. like, don't swing for the fences. Don't swing for the fences. Don't swing for the.
1: fences. So everything's that- gonna go out the window. <laughs> I remember that.
0: Well, everything's going to go out the window, barred that, right? This is what I'm saying. Like, I literally yeah. owe a lot of of my fight to you saying that because um, keeping that, calm. That was the one thing that I said to myself, like you know, on my daily runs, on everything. It was just about keeping uh, that composure, right? Like it was like I've yeah, got I, composed. I I've, I've got to stay in it and and that was it and you know if if you ever see the fight like I I was getting manhandled like I was, it was it was really it was quite bad right but at the end of the day I never, yeah. I never panicked and and I put a lot of that down to the words the words from the great Tony Diaz you know what I'm saying
1: zero fucks <laughs> zero fucks given but man you know so-
0: yeah Yeah, go go ahead
1: yeah like I was telling you I was all man you're gonna go in there you're gonna know all these combinations you're gonna do all this to practice prepare to get there and fight but your first fight man you just want to kill this guy like everything goes out the window your energy everything (laughs) and that's it you know and that's when you start evolving getting better from fight to fight you learn from what you did that time. Okay, now I got to be composed. Oh, now I have to calm down, and that's when the coaches you start listening more to your coaches between rounds or during the rounds when they're telling you advice because they're the ones watching you. It's like a video game; they're controlling you.
0: Speaking of video games, what's the uh, what's the game that you guys always play? Um uh obviously call of duty no and it, <laughs> well yes but also the nfl right you guys are a big big uh cause, nfl because isn't there an inter-gym kind of competition and 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 the nfl and you guys have got like yeah. like a scoreboard and then and then there's something like with push-ups or something NFL. like that right like how does that all work what's yeah. the push-ups for
1: eric does that with uh we try to play games to uh see who's a better to the sc- scores more and uh, Eric does mo- the most push-ups like Eric's really good at NFL and I don't think he's lost in a while
0: <laughs> but but how, how do you guys work out the push-ups is it the the score margin or what 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 is it
1: no usually usually what you what you say at the beginning of the game like depending on how many you go for
0: oh so you guys actually like place like wages yeah yeah Okay, sweet. Because I, I
1: push ups or anything.
0: Yeah, I, I thought for a while it was like you know if you get beat by fourteen, you got to do fourteen push ups. That's kind of how I I was kind of guessing it would work, but no, that's that's fine. Yeah, you guys place wages. That's that's
1: two hundred push ups, five hundred push ups. But you will be in shape after those games, <laughs> and you better believe I'll get my rematch. <laughs> Like, uh, I haven't lost a game in probably, like, two, three months. And my boy, uh, Joey Trevino, he does the mouth guards. So, every night I tell him, hey, you ready to play? You ready to play? He beat me one game by 30 points. I was so upset. I said, we got to run it back. And I killed him by 60. And he was so mad.
0: (laughs) So, let me ask. I had to get my rematch. Did he want to run it back after the 60? No.
1: (laughs) He did not. He said I don't even know why I play you sometimes. It's not even fun.
0: <laughs> crazy, crazy. So listen, um Yeah. Last week I as I said, like I I was like who is that guy, right? Like last week I saw that you took yeah. the uh, the I mean, were you the main main coach for for Nick's corner or How how, how did that all So yeah, one of his so
1: Nick uh, trains over in Stockton with Nate Diaz and uh, all the guys out there, and his corner got uh COVID or got sick. I don't know what what happened, but he told me he's all like, "I need some some corner help," and if I had the opportunity to help him out, and uh, I did, I stepped in, you know, helped him out. Came his corner. His dad came down too, and this kid's so talented. Six and zero now. Took a short notice fight. He was filming the week before for the Contender Series for next season. Ended up getting a fight the next week. Came back like Monday and uh, at heavyweight. He's a welterweight. (laughs) Think about that. So usually fights at 185. He fought a guy that was 254. And uh, he got sick right before the fight. So he was probably around 200, 220 for the fight when he fought this guy. This guy was probably 60 pounds overweight. And the reason, like, man, his game plan was good. Fought him, wrestled him, hurt him. But unfortunately, couldn't finish him. He's a heavyweight, you know. It's kind of hard, especially at that weight, to even hold him down. And he did for three rounds.
0: Now, was it something that you were able to work a game plan with him? Or was it more or less that he came to you with the game plan and let you know? Or was it something that Nate and the camp let you know? Or how, how did that all work? Like, at what, what point did you step in? Did you get a chance to travel down and, and, and do a little bit of training with him or did he come up and see you or was it literally for the event and you kind of um, got let in on on, on what the, the actual game plan is?
1: So Friday, he called, he sent me a text and said, if I could corner him and I said, yeah, right away. Uh, Friday, I had to do a COVID test and get quarantined. He came in Saturday. So Saturday till mo- Monday, we, we trained all the way through, even got a shakeout on on Tuesday right before the fight. So we were going over game plans and, you know, seeing what this video on this guy, he's good boxer. So I don't understand, like, if Max broke him or this guy broke himself, but this guy, like, wanted to wrestle him. He didn't box at all. He's a good boxer and pulled guard in the second, second round, which was really... Crazy for someone that big to pull guard. And when Max ha- had him on the ground, he held him side control, hurt him a lot, but that guy was tough.
0: And like, did he did he actually have to cut any weight for that fight, or or was it more because nope. it's two two weight classes above? Was it was it more a case that he had to put on some weight for that fight? What like what does he No, walk around He just at? took it two fourteen.
1: And what he actually weighed in? He weighed in two fourteen, just the day before. The thing is, like, he's a welterweight. Like, he's 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 a small guy, and to fight a guy that's heavyweight like that, we knew we had to take him down on the ground because when you're at heavyweight, those guys hit hard.
0: I, I I was gonna say, was that part of the game plan? Because to me, I, I agree, heavyweights do hit hard. So you you probably don't want to feel that power, but. Um, I don't know. Obviously, when when I roll with the bigger guys, I, I think that I have more success on the feet than I do rolling, and that that is because obviously when we're rolling, it becomes a straight strength based, you know, task yeah. at hand. Where I feel on the feet, I, I might yes, they might hit harder, but I, I feel like I've got the speed on them, right? Like I I can move around yeah, but quicker. Yeah, you get the
1: speed. You got a heavy weight though remember this, this is a heavyweight. That's all they do. You get one punch from a heavyweight, you might not wake up, you know? So it's not even, you can't even risk that.
0: But how confident were you that once it got to the ground, you, I mean, obviously after the first round, you must've been pretty confident, but I'm saying like, how confident yeah. were you that, look, if we can get this guy to the ground, um, you know, we, you know, that the, the strength that he may have won't come into play. Cause the thing is, like, if he reverted, yeah, well, my 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 whole concern was if he reversed you just once, then you're not only dealing with the strength, you're, you're dealing with with the extra weight like on top of you, right? So, like, how confident were you that that wasn't going to be the case?
1: We just we just worked on him being heavy on that that half guard. That's all we did. It was half guard. We didn't care if we were in guard or in mount half guard. Where was where we were going? Try to get a submission. But it was just so hard. This guy was—he was throwing elbows from his back, and that's why Max got hit in the head, and they sent him to the hospital from one of those elbows. But I feel like if he was there for for the the end, they would have uh, they would have definitely signed him, you know, especially for the performance he did against the heavyweight.
0: Now that that was the other thing I was going to talk about was him going to hospital because obviously he wasn't there at the end anymore. Um, but there was also talk going yeah. in that. He got sick before the fight too. He was only drinking water. He wasn't yeah. really eating and stuff. Um, so, do you actually know what was wrong with him? And obviously, that the sickness and the, the the hospital you're now saying was two separate things.
1: Yeah, he was just feeling wasn't feeling good because uh, he wasn't eating right like the day of the fight. And you know, I'm not sure if it was something he ate the night before or what it was, but he was just drinking water. So we got a out and everything, and uh, the hospital thing was totally different. Like, he wanted to stay there, but the doctor said, oh, you have to go, you have to go. Like, no exceptions. Like, there's nothing really you can do at that point when the doctor says, you got to go get an MRI if your head hurts, you know?
0: So, um, obviously, he went to hospital. Dana didn't give him the contract but he also gave an invita- no. invitation for the uh, the tough series. Um, do, you, do, you, do you know, has he accepted that invitation or is he going to try to go other routes?
1: I'm not sure what he's going to do, but I think even if they have a short notice fight, like the UFC will probably get him, especially because he took that fight at heavyweight. So he's got a lot of options. I'm not sure what he's going to do with his career, but I know... Whatever comes his way, I'm pretty sure he'll
0: take it. And as you said, he comes out of Team Diaz. Um, yeah. And I know you obviously uh, spend a lot of time with those guys. Um, you know, what, what? what's the latest? Are we actually going to see one of those two compete again? What, what's your honest opinion? And I, and I know, like, you can't give a definite answer either because uh, the only the only people that can tell a Diaz what they're doing is a Diaz. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like in in your honest opinion, do you, do you think they'll get a deal done at some point? Like, will we see either one of them, or do you, do you think like you know um, they're happy doing what they're doing right now?
1: I think they'll fight again, most definitely. You know, it's just when the UFC makes the right match. You know, they're in a position where you know they can fight anybody, and they will fight anybody. That's the thing. Like, they're not. They're, I've never seen them turn down a fight, no matter what.
0: And the fight that I'd like to see—I've said this, I think, on episode two, three, maybe four—is I want to see the trilogy fight at the moment. Um, and and the reason I want to see that right now is because we have no crowds, right? And I always say I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a perfect time to have that fight purely because we can listen to all the shit talk that goes on in the middle of the middle of the cage. Yeah. And I think I, I think that would be gold. But uh, listen, um. Also Anderson's been released now right so yeah but uh, the, the the latest post I saw is him talking about that he still wants to compete in MMA. Um, what are your thoughts on the great Anderson Silver wanting to continue to compete?
1: Well, as a fighter I understand it because like you always want to compete against the best people in the world like sometimes the fights don't happen your way. And, you know, there's nothing you can control on that. It's just like, hey, if you get caught, you get caught. Like my friend Alex Perez, he was fighting great this weekend and just got caught in a submission. Not hurt, not nothing. He can fight again next week. It's just those things happen, especially for Anderson that's been fighting for so long.
0: I just, I I don't know. I, I guess my opinion on it is when you've got such a legacy already, you have nothing to prove, you know. Um I just, yeah. I I just feel, and I get it. The fighter's mentality—you're always going to be a fighter. I get that, but I also, I also say, you know, sometimes you're only going to ruin your legacy by by continuing to to fight. You know, um, and and the classic example for me was always the Tito fight versus Liddell, right? Like Chuck had beat, yeah, Chuck. Chuck had beat Tito twice. Why even give Tito the satisfaction? For one, and 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 you know what good came out of it? Really, nothing, right? It was it was a fight that ha- yeah. that happened, but did it really need to happen? I don't think so.
1: Maybe money. Who knows? That's about it. That's all I can think of. It's not like pride or anything, you know. It's just maybe money.
0: But this is the problem, and and look, and we'll. This is a, probably a good time to bring bring up money, right? Like the 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 problem I find with the money is um, a lot of the times that the the fighter's health and safety gets put behind the money, right? And and what I mean by that yeah. is we'll go on to the the weight cut issue right now, right? And and it's yeah. it's it's funny because even this weekend we had Mike Perry miss weight by four point five percent uh, oh, uh or yeah. 4 4.5 pounds not percent sorry but he lost 30% of his purse um and you know tim means obviously he was like okay with it he goes well i just scored an extra $27,000 or whatever and so he he was fine with it but my whole point on that is that we're we're taking money over safety if that makes sense yeah right? yeah
1: definitely but you also have guys that like miss weight intentionally that they're probably making 12 and 12 and they're risking missing that weight just to to win the fight, which is unfair for the other guy that's making the weight to make like what's uh, 10, 20% of, of 8,000, 10,000. You know, it's nothing at the end of the day, but the guy has to fight because he still has to provide, you know what I mean? He and, and, didn't do all this camp for nothing.
0: Well, and and this is the issue that I have is 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 the fact that as I say for for whatever and uh, you make a classic example. So it's ten thousand, right? You lose twenty thirty percent of your purse, which would be then three thousand dollars, right? So for an extra three thousand dollars, you're going to have that guy heavier and and I guess in this case as well, Tim was saying like uh, Mike was sending him DMs like. <laughs> you know with burgers and and this and that while tim tim was there still trying to make that weight and look and i'm not having a knock at mike on this one because i do like mike perry i really i like i like his act and everything i really do enjoy what he brings to the table but it just so happens he's he's the fighter that kind of let that one slip this week right but like you know even even after the fact he was making jokes about you know, the fact that he now has to give up that percentage of the purse, it puts him in a different tax bracket. So he's like, it actually works out beneficial for him and stuff like that. And I just think, you know, when when fighters, as you say, they're they're willing to let the purse go it doesn't really affect them that much. I, I just think, you know, there there should be a way that we put a halt to that. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, like I was like me and Tim Elliott, we always sit down and talk about this. We're all like, why don't they penalize people for make, missing weight by taking a point off of the fight itself? Like if you miss weight, if, if you take the fight, instead they should do a percentage and they should do a point. So if you're going in there already losing the fight, like I think that's a big advantage for for the guy that made weight, you know? The guy's already losing. What's the thing you can, that can happen if you're already down one? You lose two rounds, it's a draw
0: like then the, the it makes it fair the the only, well it doesn't make it fair though because at the end of the day the the other guy is still bigger right so to me the only problem i have with that i kind of like the idea then yes you go in with an advantage when it comes to the scoring system my isu- my only issue with that is how does it make it safer for the smaller guy that point doesn't make it safer yes it puts him up in the fight it's the same thing with the financial gain. Yes, it puts him up in the in in the in the purse. My only discrepancy with that is that I think that the fighter's safety should be paramount, right? And so, therefore, you going in with one less point than me or, or whatever. How does that make it safer for the smaller? It doesn't.
1: It's up to the fighter at the end of the day, like. He's going to take the fight regardless whether you make weight or not because he still got bills to pay. He still took all these eight weeks, four weeks, whatever weeks to make the fight, and now you're going to say he can't fight? Like, that's going out of his pocket. No, the only winner here is the UFC.
0: The, and and I, I totally agree with you, and this is the problem because you've got the fighter's mentality. The same thing as we just said with Anderson not wanting to hang it up, right? You've got the fighter's mentality. A fighter is going to fight, 100%. Got that. Yeah. My theory would be <clears throat> is that, say me, you fight. I come in overweight. Basically, you get your show purse. The fight gets scrapped. You get your show purse, right? And instead of getting 30% from me, you get my show purse. You get what I'm saying? So there's no win purse. So yep. so say I'm on, 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 say, 10 and 10, right? Um, rather than you getting that three grand and that fight still going ahead... You now get my full ten grand, and me because I'm the one who didn't make weight. I don't get paid. That's what I'm saying, right? And 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 yeah, then, but all- then 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 there's the theory that well, that's not fair because now he's not getting a single cent. But my point on that is, all you got to do is make weight.
1: Yeah, but also it's like you don't know how much these guys are making. Some of the guys are making way less. So how does that benefit? benefit them if I'm making 10 and he's making three and I get three instead of my 10. You you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. But if you get 30%, right, you're going to get less than the three anyway. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and you're putting yourself at risk that that's all I'm getting at. Yeah. So like, and on top of that, it could be on the flip side that you might be on 20 and you're fighting someone that's on fifty and fifty, and all of a sudden you get a fifty k bonus, yeah. right? So it works both ways in yeah. that sense. But all I'm saying yeah, now is, yeah, works both ways. All I'm saying is, for the guy that's done the right thing, it means that you basically get a bonus. You get paid. You don't get anything because the other thing is your record as well. Like I mean, this this week, obviously the fighter that may wait, which that's was Tim Means, got the win, but. N- Maybe not nine times out of ten, 10 uh, eight times out of ten, the guy that's heavier will usually win the fight. There's a statistic out there about that, right? Yeah. And so that's definitely true. So say you're on 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 a ten and ten, you lose, you only get ten. Now you get the three thousand from him because he he got fined thirty percent. You're on thirteen. Where my theory is, you would get your show. His show, you'd be on twenty, and you wouldn't have even had to have fight. You don't have a loss against your record. You don't put your health at, at risk. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. And, and it is a gamble depending on well, who who you're fighting. But I just feel the only one that yeah. lo- the only one that loses out there is the one who didn't make weight, and and they've only got themselves to blame. And if they don't want that to happen again, make weight.
1: But most guys would want to fight, though. Truthfully, most guys would want to fight, anyways. Especially if they invested all that time in a training.
0: I get that. I'm just talking from a fighter's health perspective. It's the same as I, look. I've I had, would fight. I've, I've, I've had this. I've had this debate a hundred times over, right? About coaches not throwing in the towels, right? And and then fighters saying, yeah. "Look, I've told the coaches it's it's not their right to throw in the towel." But at what point do you save a fighter from being a fighter?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Right, and and, well, and, and if granted, you want to make weight, we can do it, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'll never fight you. Forget it. If 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 any, if if anything, if I was to have another fight, I'd want you in my corner because, as I say, I put a lot of my my, my last fight on on you. You know, so I let's do it. That that's never going to be the case. But um, no, my my whole thing is, as I said, like to me, it's all about fighter safety.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, the first and foremost, you know, the safety. But it's like at the end of the day, the fighter just wants to fight. That really isn't about the money. You know what I mean? That 30%, it really don't matter. They just want to fight.
0: But if you take that paycheck. I know I do. But if you get this thing, (laughs) you take the paycheck, right? You haven't got a scratch on you because you didn't fight. You can fight next week and make another paycheck. And you're still fighting.
1: I've, that's happened a couple of times. That's actually happened a couple of times. I've seen that where the guy showed up, weighed in. Tim Elliott, when he fought in Canada, the guy didn't make weight. He was in the hospital. They're giving him an IV and they ended up putting him on a car two weeks later. So he got paid for his show money for making weight and then fought two weeks later and got a bonus.
0: There you go. So what's happening yeah. at the gym now anyway, man? Like, uh, obviously, you said that they're starting to restrict stuff again. I see Gina's fighting this weekend. Um, I yeah. See, what, what's happened to Ty? Is he broken his foot? Like, what, what's going on there?
1: Yeah. So before the fight, he fractured his foot and uh, ended up fighting with the broken foot and then just messed it up even more during the fight. He said, if it goes, it goes. And, you know, that's sometimes... You know, we're fighters. We'll just do whatever it takes. But me, I haven't been at the gym. I haven't been, I haven't rolled in like a month and a half. I've just been doing this boxing with my, my friend, Donaire. Um He fought Inoue, you know, the little mini Mike Tyson last year. And they want to do that rematch, but Inoue don't want it.
0: <laughs> so where are you training with, uh, with him? We're actually at a, a
1: boxing gym. It's just me and him, no one else. Uh, his wife comes in. Me and him are sparring. Like, sometimes I'd have to wear the body shield because it's just a different sport, you know. He hit so hard. Like, and we got this one kid. He's on the uh, undercard of his fight. So, I'm having him spar him, him at, a, like, a Fridays, sometimes Wednesdays. So at least he gets, like, real boxing sparring, you know. Um, and we're going to go to Mohegan Sun and they said there's going to be fans there so he'd rather fight somewhere with fans cuz they were trying to do it in San Antonio with the uh, the Canelo fight as co-main event but that didn't, that didn't go through so i think it's a uh, PBCs doing that event WBO belt
0: so since we're talking about boxing did did you get a chance to watch the uh rematch between Maloney and, and Franco
1: Franco i missed it i seen that headbutt
0: though so you're, you're calling there was a headbutt?
1: There was a headbutt, yeah. It was just a different angle. You didn't see it at the – they showed two different angles. Like on one side, it looked like it really missed it, but you see the other replay, you can see definitely the headbutt. I'll have to send it to you so you can see
0: it. I'd definitely like to check it out because everything that we've seen here is that it was, that, that it was literally a hard done by, uh, you know. I mean, you know, we – I'm not one to always like go out there and scream robbery straight away, but that's kind of like what it's been sold as. And, um, Yeah and from the angles that I guess that's, I've, I've seen, I, I would have to agree with it if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, all the robberies talking about robberies, the, the presidency was a robbery too. I heard, <laughs> but I don't care about politics. <laughs> Oh man, it's just crazy. It's insane, you know? Like they're dividing this country in like whites versus blacks, browns versus everybody yellow. It's just so weird and like they're trying to overturn like the election and like if it happens, I think it's going to be civil war, which will be really bad and nobody's going to go out out of their homes, so it's pretty crazy. Like we live in a crazy time in right now, especially with this COVID
0: why why i mean yes when when you're talking about division covid was definitely that that was one of the um the first thing i noticed was cuz i was in new york when when it was first all going down like i literally came back here 8 days before they shut the borders right but like yeah the thing that really disappointed me at the time was when you saw you know all the the news about like people fighting over toilet paper and like yeah. right and and i was like man, are we really going down that route? And and talking about division was like I, I, I thought, you know, for so many years we've been trying to get on the same page as like, you know, let's help each other out. And then something like this pops up yeah. and we're fighting over toilet paper and not even like fighting over the last roll of toilet paper. There were people that had like three trolleys full of toilet paper and you'll have like an old lady going, yeah. can I just have one? And they were like nuts. Nah. And I was like, damn, everyone's out there for themselves. Like it was, it was the that was the thing that shocked me the most. I was like, every man for themselves. It was such a crazy mentality. Um that, as I said, like once again, if if it was one roll of toilet paper and we're all fighting for that, I would kind of go, well, yeah, we all want that one roll. But when someone has a mountain of toilet paper and they wouldn't give an old lady one toilet paper, I was like, what is going on? Like, it was crazy during that
1: time because, like, I had a friend that went to uh, Costco because he owns a business and uh, a restaurant. And uh, a lot of people were trying to buy all the toilet paper and everything. And they had a thing that said, you know, one roll per family and everything. And this guy came with cards to try to get toilet paper. And he's all like, the lady wouldn't cash him out. And he started getting angry, yelling at the cash register lady. so I just want to fucking buy this shit i can cuss sorry about that you're and, good. Uh, okay he's all like my friends are hey just buy it i'll pay for it and just go and the guy said oh this and that try to fight him and then he went outside and the guy pulled a gun on him like it was crazy that's how nonsense it was over toilet paper
0: it's crazy um, the, the the best story that i heard out of that whole um you know uh mishap was with with the with the hand sanitizer where that guy i forgot what state he is out of right but he went around and bought thirty two thousand dollars worth of hand sanitizer. Did you see that? It happened in the states and the guy literally had his garage yeah, yeah, yeah. garage full of hand sanitizer and he tried he tried to sell it off on Amazon, right? For like 70, 80 dollars a Oh yeah, a they and shut him down. They <laughs> shut him down. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah. "I've got all this sanitizer I Stuck can't get with it, right?" And they're like, "Uh so what are you going to do yeah. with it?" And he's like, "I uh, I guess I'm going to have to give it to charity, right?" But like I was like,
1: "Yeah. What an idiot." Like with me like I went shopping around here and there was like not, not nothing on the in, on the shelves and it was crazy. So I ended up driving to Pahrump. You know where Pahrump is. It's like an hour away from here. It's like a small little town. I ended up going over there. There was an Albertsons. Luckily, nobody went over there. The next day, everybody from Vegas went over there and raided that place. It was nuts. And it was just, there was nothing there. No groceries, no nothing. Like all the processed food. And then just like two weeks ago when they announced they were going to do another shutdown, everything's gone again. Two weeks ago, like things are starting to come back. But if you all need medical supplies, hit me up. I got to (laughs) connect. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well there you have it we, de- we um, definitely get that but like no the two funny things that happened over here was see we I mean we were worried about the toilet paper I guess for a little bit I don't know but the, the main thing that happened here was that as soon as us Aussies heard that there was going to be a lockdown everyone was going to the bottleo, the bottle shop right? Everyone was just like... The bottle shop. Yeah, everyone was starting to stack up on alcohol and literally it got to a point where the bottle shop would have rules like you can only buy two cases per per person and stuff because everyone was just raiding the alcohol chambers, right? So that was was the first thing. The second thing that happened and it was to try to help our elderly, um, was that they would open um, the supermarkets and for the first I think it was hour or two hours only... People that were say over the age of seventy could could go to the supermarkets. Yeah, they did that here too. Right, so they therefore like they would get first dibs on the toilet paper and stuff like that, and then yeah. the shop would open and and you know everyone else would uh, go in. The funny thing about that is, it just meant that all the grandparents <laughs> became like drug mules. We're right? buying everything. <laughs> <laughs> they became the drug mules. So every family was like, "Hey, grandma! Hey, grandma!" <laughs> Can, can, can you get that toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's
1: hilarious. I believe it, too. Let's go, Grants. We got to go stock up.
0: <laughs> right? And, and you would even have the people there. like, don't worry, I'll drive you. I'll wait in the car park. You know, I'll drive you. Let's yeah. You're done. But, like, the, the funny thing with that whole scenario as well was they were literally saying as well, the only reason that the shelves were empty was because people were stocking up. Because the next day they would fill the yeah. shelves again, but then people would buy so much that it would be empty again. So there was never actually yeah. there was never actually a shortage, right? The only no. reason you couldn't buy it was because you had, I'll, I'll say, idiots buying like a year's worth of telephone. It was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. But I yeah, guess yeah, it was
1: pretty nuts. The crazy thing is like. Even at Costco, like during the first month of COVID, when they allowed like Costco and Walmart, like people would put their gro- their carts in the line and they'd wait in their cars so they wouldn't be in contact with people. And, and it was like, nobody's in line, just a bunch of shopping carts. And if you go over there, try to grab one, people would go off on you and try to fight you because you grabbed a cart. <laughs> it's so funny.
0: That's crazy, and the one thing I will say, like this is something that I found on on Instagram, and I love watching it is the cart nark, right? I don't I don't know what state it. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? That guy is hilarious. Uh-uh. So he's called the cart nark, right? And he's and he literally goes around yeah. the, these car parks, and every time someone puts the trolley just like in front of their car and, and pulls away, he'll run up to him, and he's got these uh, magnets that he throws on their cars, and he's like, "The trolley don't go there." You know, like he's the cart knock, right? And, yeah. like, and like people get out and they want to fight, like straight up. They're like, don't touch oh. my ca-. They're like, don't touch my car. And he's like, well, put the put the cart back where it's meant to go, right? And they're like, don't touch my car. Yeah. And then as they drive away, he, p- he throws a magnet on their car. Oh, man, it's hilarious. If you ever get a chance, that is definitely something to watch out for. Like, dude, like that is that is insane. But let's, let's go back to you. Yeah. So <clears throat> you've had five pullouts. What's going on?
1: Man, it's just people don't want to fight me. Like, I've gone down to cutting weight. People, like, don't show up. Um, like, they pull out. Like, this last one, I was supposed to fight two weeks ago in Wyoming. The guy uh, supposedly didn't want to fight or got COVID. We said yes. But it's just, who knows? Like, I've been wanting to fight for a while. I just got a little too big. I'm still solid, though.
0: <laughs> so so what are you walking around uh at right now
1: let's not talk about that that's what i don't want to talk about <laughs> no i'm actually like 150 right now not too bad but i do love to eat food and that's one thing about me i anyway when everybody comes into town they always ask me where's the best place to eat and i gotta go you know Like, they're treating, so why not, you know? I tell them the best spots.
0: So what's your favorite food?
1: Man, I love Thai food and uh, seafood. Seafood's my favorite. Like, oysters. Like, the way they do it in Mexico, you put the ceviche on top, chili, and lime. Man, just eat them like that, raw. It's so good.
0: Nice. Nice. Like,
1: actually, stop eating meat. Like, I don't crave meat like I used to. And that's one thing that's it's weird because like I felt like that weighed me down and like it bloated me too much and cutting down meat really helped out a lot.
0: And what do you what do you normally for that? Was it 125 or 135? 125. Okay. It's not bad.
1: Not too bad. But usually when I'm like training hardcore and everything, I get down to like 142, 141 and I'm pretty solid at that weight, you know.
0: So, when when's your intention of I guess going back to the gym? I know you said you you you're doing the boxing thing right now, but like when when can yeah I, when can we see you back like on Hope- the mats? Hopefully, um, probably after
1: December nineteenth, uh, I should be back. But also, Brandon Moreno he got the title shot, so he's going to be coming back here to Vegas. And I might be training with him for a little bit. You know, fighting Figueredo twenty one days from now. So it's a turnaround fight for him, you know. Then we got, like, my boy Aljamain Sterling. Like, his fight got pulled today, so we'll see what happens with him. Been watching a lot of uh, his sparring, which is pretty good just to help him out, you know, the best he can.
0: And and do we know why? Because at the moment, all that I've read is for undisclosed reasons. Like it's not an injury or anything, but we we don't know why he's. No, they haven't said nothing, so it's we don't know. And do you know what Sterling's going to do? Is, is is he willing to take another fight, or is he just going to sit out and wait?
1: I think he might sit out and wait. He, I mean, he's earned his dues. Like, there's no reason for him to uh, fight no one else, unless it's an interim belt, you know. But who's he going to fight? Like. Mariah's already got a fight with uh, Rob San um, Sanhagen, he just beat, like, there's no one else in that division, you know, unless Cody Garbrandt comes back up, you know, and tries to fight him. But who knows?
0: You're right, right. But
1: I can see the UFC trying to do an interim belt, at least for now, you know.
0: Well it all depends cuz like if there's no injury like it could it could mean that Peters back sooner rather than later anyway, right? Like I don't know.
1: But they're trying to see like March. That's still a couple months away, especially if you're already this far in camp which it would be a fight it was supposed to be in 3 4 weeks from now, you know.
0: Yeah, right. So, let's let's bring up some some future fights. Um Obviously, we'll we'll start at the top. Uh, you've got uh, Stipe versus. Um, well, we don't know. Will it be John Jones or will it be will it be Francis?
1: Hopefully, it's Francis. Francis evolved so much; he's a killer. Like that's one guy you don't want to mess with. I barely even want to touch his water when he asks for water. <laughs>
0: And, and how do you feel that fight would go down? Do you, do you think it'll be uh, kind of a repeat of the last fight? Or, or do you think that uh, Francis I, has made enough adjustments now to, to potentially uh, take that title?
1: I think Francis could win that fight. Like, he just has to be patient. And, you know, um, he's evolved a lot. You've seen it from his last fights, even though it hasn't gone past the first round. But even as scrambles at the gym and everything, he's training with uh, Tim Johnson, you know, a couple guys, guys, uh, Ronnie Marks. It's hard for them to take him down, you know, and hold him down. He just learned how to pop up now, use his hips, which is very dangerous, especially when you see him on side control and those big punches come in. It's a scary guy.
0: And do you think, like, if is not ready right now, do you think Francis would take a John Jones fight?
1: Why wouldn't he? That's. It would be a great fight.
0: It would be a great fight, but there's no like title. I on, think. There's no title on the line, so that that would be my only reason. Would be would you fight Jones? potentially lose. I mean, if you win, you're the man. But if you lose, you don't get that title shot no more.
1: Yes and no, because there's still guys in line for that title shot. Like I don't know what Jones would do because like. We don't even know what he's been doing, you know. At the end of the day, like he's got so many options, he can go back to one, two to two hundred five, and try to get this belt back, or go back to heavyweight to fight Stipe. But Stipe don't want to fight either of those guys. I don't think he's comfortable where he's at in his life, being a fireman.
0: So you 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 think he's kind of dodging it a little bit? Like or? he's
1: fought. He's fought once in the last year and a half, you know. Actually, so had, it's like,
0: was his last fight um, DC? Or has DC. That was yeah. his last fight?
1: Yeah, and then it was a year before that he fought DC. Remember? It, it's been like – he's fought twice in the last year and a half, almost two years. Damn. So it's like they're just – that's why Francis gets, like, frustrated because he's all like – and they're just holding this belt. This guy's fighting once a year. Like, that's there's no reason for that.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. And, like, yeah. I didn't think he took that much damage either against DC. So that's – that's No. That's amazing. Um,
1: And, and it's going to be a year from him fighting DC last time in March when they want to do the Francis fight.
0: See, I mean, my my ideal situation, and 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 I, I said this, I think, to Eric, or, or maybe it was Jason. I don't know. Um, would be that Francis gets Stipe, Um You would have uh, Glover take on Yarn after his last performance, and then just yeah, go, and then go straight to the super fight of Jones versus Izzy.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I actually like that one a lot, like, cause you could see, but what weight class would they do it in 205?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, look, when Jan won the belt, Jones was going, Oh, should, should I come back down and, and regain my belt? So I, I think Jones could still do it. But then again, look, Izzy hasn't shied away at the fact that he's willing to move up as well. It's just, I kind of feel like they're dancing yeah. around that subject and I'm just like, listen, stop dancing. Make that fight. And as I said, I, I feel like Glover, after his last couple of performances, I, I feel like... And also, look, because of his age, I don't want to have another Anderson Silver or whatever. So I'm like, look, Glover's hot right now. Give him yarn. Don't give him yarn in another year or another two years when he's that yeah. one or two years older. Yeah. Give him that fight. Give Francis the fight because I, I feel like both of them have earned it. And then give... Um, Make that super fight. Just make that super fight. And I yeah, know. But it's a- Go.
1: It's a, at the end of the day, it's up to the fighters, you know, where they're in that position to make those fights. It's like the UFC probably offers them those fights because they still got to put on shows. Look at Brandon and Figueredo. They fought this weekend. They're fighting again in 21 days. So they're cutting short on who's fighting or not, you know? That's why you see a lot of guys taking fights back to back that don't get hurt. So it's pretty crazy. Like these guys just hold off because they they don't want to fight. It's not the UFC not making the fights, you know.
0: I just I, I just feel like now the, the iron's hot because say um say there is a chance that Jan beats Izzy. Say. Or say there's a chance that Stipe or Francis beats John Jones. I, I feel like that super fight hasn't got as much behind it as it would right now right so i just feel like yeah you know there's so many moving parts to that little kind of love triangle but i just feel like now's the time like they they should just do it and then let the two divisions sort themselves out and then once um jones and izzy have that fight then let them fight for the belts but i mean the the two arguments you will have there is one that they will want to put a belt to it. So they'll either want Jones to win the belt and then Easy to fight him for the belt or vice versa, that Izzy wins the light heavyweight belt and then Jones, I get that. But I feel like that's a big enough fight not to have a belt attached. I think it's just big enough just on the fact that it's a super fight, right? Um, yeah. and, and And then the other thing that Easy's come out and said is like he wants to wait a year or so so they can do it in front of a, a live audience. And my answer to that is... Why don't I have it in his backyard, New Zealand? You can have a live audience. I just don't know if John Jones would would make that trip. No,
1: I don't think so because it's giving him all the favoritism, you know. Um Do it do it in San Antonio. San Antonio you can have ten thousand fans. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened with the Lomachenko fight. Or no. The yeah, it was the it was the Gervonta Davis and uh, Leo Santa Cruz. They had 10,000 fans in Texas. And Texas already said they're not going to do another shutdown. So why not do events there? And what do you think? But it's crazy because yeah, go. it's uh, Kamala Harris. She already said she wants to end all sporting events, like in the United States, like baseball, everything. That's their first priority to stop all sporting events. But what's that do good? For our country, you know what I mean? That's the only security we have right now. Like, to watch something and it, you know, it's what else can we do? And like, I, I think, don't understand and,
0: why. And I think it's proven. I don't understand now that why. Mom and pa- sorry. I think it's proven now that whatever the, the UFC, even Bellator, are doing is like they've been able to do it in a safe way manner right like i mean yes there's been a yeah. few cases but as soon as those cases get caught they pull that fight um you know and and it's not like there's been a major outbreak in any of these camps
1: no especially like uh like in the football games like you see players getting covid and they get pulled out of the games you know everyone's still getting tested in those environments which has like probably like over 100 people that or training you still got to wear masks while you're playing on the sidelines but like how much safer can you do it like especially i was quarantined last week i did two tests and they came negative it's like man that's the scariest thing it's like if you're doing a, a uh um what do you call it um A birth test, (laughs) a birth test, like if you're having a child, (laughs) that's scarier. (laughs) You got COVID or you don't.
0: (laughs) And then sometimes there's a false reading. And I mean, I I think someone was saying to me that Elon Musk did four tests, two came back positive, two came back negative. Two
1: negative. So it's like the more testing they do, the more results you're going to get, you know, at the end of the day. And it's so convenient to do a test now. A lot of more people are doing it. So that's why the numbers are rising. But you got other countries, like even in Wuhan, how did they control it already? Like they're not, the, the numbers are rising, but not the death. It's crazy.
0: Well, I, I've always said it's a matter of how overloaded your system is, right? I, I think for yeah. us, we haven't had an issue, right? And, and and the reason being is like we'll have like 2,000 hospital, hospital beds available, but we've only had to use 200 of them which means we have 1,800 yeah. hospital beds still there. Like, for instance, what happened with you guys, and I, I specifically talk about New York at the beginning, is there were stats where it was like you guys had 52,000 hospital beds, but you needed 110,000, right? That's when it becomes an issue because then you're not able to serve those patients correctly because you don't have the the facilities, right? Yeah. But as long as you can keep that in check, I think, I think we're fine. Like, I... I like, I keep saying every every person that I speak to, I'm like, I don't feel like we have big enough numbers in our country to justify the lockdown that we're facing right now, right? It's just, it makes yeah. no sense.
1: What's the end game to this? Like, I don't see the purpose of it no more. Like, they're trying to protect us of getting sick. Like, how many cases of the flu have you heard this year? Like, nobody's got the flu? Like, it just vanished?
0: and nobody's dying of old age anymore
1: no nope. it's all covid
0: <laughs> right it's, like it's no so we retarded. We, like, we we've had people die at 99 97 83 they all died of covid none of them died of old age
1: yep like even if like at the beginning i know a lot of people like if you um get in a car accident you uh you commit suicide. You you choke on something. Like no matter what way you died, it was COVID. Like that's how they were marking it because they were getting paid. You know, government assistance, every hospital. So they'd rather put it as COVID patient. COVID patients than what how they actually died because they had it in their system. And it's just so wrong.
0: I, I, I actually met a gentleman here, and I forgot if it was his mother or his grandmother, um, but he was saying to me that, I'm going to say it was his grandmother, died, and yeah. on the on the death certificate they, they said it was COVID, um, and him and his family actually went through legal proceedings to get it changed, um, which to me didn't make a lot of sense, because I'm like, why would you want to drag it out in the courts now? And and obviously there's a cost associated to to taking it to court, but he was like, listen, I think it was his grandmother, but it could have been his mother, so one or the other. Um yeah. he was like, She was battling cancer for three years and she passed away and the whole yeah. family and the whole family was like she died of cancer. She lost her battle to cancer. But on the death certificate, yeah. they said COVID. Once again, I don't know what justifies taking it to court because obviously there's an expense to that and, and why would you want to prolong your mother's or your grandmother's death? I don't know the reasoning behind it, but like he was like, No, they they had to yeah. take it to court and I was like, damn, like you know, and, and it's it's moments like that where I kinda go, This is all messed up. It's all messed up. As I said, like yeah, it is. I, I, I haven't been able to see my better half since the start of March. And I don't know right now. I know. I don't know right now when I'm gonna see her next. Right. Like and and it yeah, you know, and 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 to the point, like I always say, I'd be happy for her to come and quarantine for two weeks. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you want to play safe? Yeah, cool. Let her come, let her quarantine for two weeks, but give us a possibility. You know what I mean? Like at the moment. They're not even giving us a chance. I've been on the phone to like home foreign affairs and stuff like that. And they're just like, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, how is this even possible that basically whether it's a loved one, a family, whatever, that they can separate you and go too bad?
1: Yeah, it's shitty, especially like even if you leave, I heard uh, New Zealand. Like, and you try to come back, you go to the bottom of the list to try to come back. Like, if you leave, like, there's people waiting in line just to come back, and they're pushing those people. It don't matter if you're celebrity or not. Everybody's going to that bottom of the list to come back.
0: See, we're here. It's a little bit differently. Like, because I know that when uh, I think it was Danny Minogue came, she came back to Australia to... Um, be a judge on one of the I don't know if it's like Australia's Got Talent or The Voice or something like that she, she obviously came yeah. back to to be a judge on something they literally went sweet and they even gave her the exemption she didn't have to do the hotel quarantine she was allowed to go to her farm property and, and quarantine at home so that's how they treat our celebrities <laughs> yeah
1: and it's pretty shitty
0: <laughs> right Jesus. It's, yeah. it's it's like one rule for one, one rule for the other. The the only thing I will say at the moment, our prime minister came back from Japan and he's doing a two-week quarantine. But once again, I don't think he's doing it in a hotel, but at least he's quarantining, I guess. But like at, at, at the end of the day, to me, it's just like, listen, like have some protocols, um, but yeah. we we got to get on with it because my, my stance has become now that if we're doing all of this to save lives and the and our life now is that you have to sit at home and, and you can't go outside and you can't, what's the point of saving that life? Like, yeah, it's unhealthy, right? Like we're caged up animals right now.
1: Yeah. It's like, we're, we're like, you're saying we got to be healthy, be protect ourselves, wear masks, but the gym is the only place where you can get healthy, but most of them are closed, like half capacity. Like, and you c- cover that carbon monoxide in your mouth, you know, inside of you. And that's very lethal on itself, you know. So it's like you want us to do good but make us do bad choices.
0: Well, I saw a meme today, literally today, that was like um, when your gyms become a, a risk to your health and McDonald's becomes an essential service, you know the world is upside down.
1: I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah right welcome to 2020
0: <laughs> crazy, crazy well and, and that's what i'm saying 2021 i'm hoping we we see some some sense and and we start getting back to normal like i i definitely want to come out your way i'm as i said like i'm, I'm hoping i can get the girl out here and, and and we'll move on but listen the last thing i want to ask you about is if nate was to come back going back to fights if nate was to come back what what fight do you think he'll be gunning for? Will he be gunning for the the trilogy with McGregor, or do you think he'll want to redo the Masvidal fight for the uh, BMF title?
1: I think they would should do the BMF because at the end of the day, like he didn't get beat; it was a a doctor stoppage, and we know Nate bleeds, and it was in New York. When New York is like the newest to MMA. So they try to protect the fighter. He fought two months before he fought uh, Anthony Pettis and had the same cut, you know. So it's like Nevada would have let it continue. Like, we don't know what could – he could have won the next two rounds or he couldn't have. You know, you never know. We just got robbed of that. But that's the fight they should make, personally.
0: See well. I, I I personally would like to see. I I do totally agree. And I thought at the time I was like, yeah, they shouldn't have stopped that fight. But I, as I said, just because of the no crowd trash talking thing, I would like to see the trilogy before I see the Masvidal um, fight. Both of the fights I want to see, so they're definitely two fights for him to have. But uh, I would want to see the the McGregor one with no crowd, as I've stated. But uh, yeah, but that's that. But listen, we'll 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 call it a day. Um, Bro, right. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, oh, man. you know, I hopefully we'll see you back on the mats at some point. I hopefully see yeah. some sort of fight announcement coming from you at some sort of point, And maybe then we can have you on and, and, and talk a little more. Um, but in the meantime for, for people that kind of want to reach out, whether it is, you know, coaching advice or life advice as you gave me, um, Or as you mentioned before, if if anyone's after some medical supplies, uh, well, (laughs) um. So the crazy thing is, Brandon, Brandon
1: Moreno. He's I saw him at a Jason's house on Saturday. I was quarantined in the hotel, and I seen him at the hotel. He's all, "How are you?" Everywhere. I was all like, don't worry, I'll beat you to TJ tomorrow <laughs> back to Mexico. <laughs> He's all, man, Tony's everywhere. And you know that. I, I just get along with everybody, you know, and I try to learn from everybody. And that's what it's about, you know, make someone happy. And I le- learned that from Kobe, you know. He's in the highest position. And, you know, and that that was his biggest satisfaction. And that's my satisfaction, make, making people feel great, you know, about themselves. Because that's all we have at the end of the day.
0: No, and look, and, and as I said, and that's why I respect you because it's the same thing. Our first meeting, as I said, like, you could have just been like, who is this dude? Like, but the it's not about even getting along with everyone and, and learning from everyone. You're also very quick to share what you have learned over time, you know. Um, and and I think that's important too because a lot of people will always like, you know, eye you out and be like, oh, I'm not saying that I, I would have ever been a competitor to you, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's always so, like, ah, oh, don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I, I don't want to tell him, you know, we don't know if later on in life we might cross paths or this or that. And 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 a lot of people always hold on to to a lot of knowledge and, and you know, the fact that in that first instance you, as I said, you gave me that one piece of advice that I will single-handedly say was the deciding uh, factor to my fight was just, it speaks volumes, you know? Um, and, and I think that's why we've yeah. always shared now a common understanding and, and, you know, every time I come to Vegas, we, we obviously go out last time. We got a little, little boozy at one of the bars, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is. I
1: quit drinking too. Can you believe that? Oh, man. I don't drink no more.
0: Well, you don't drink no more <laughs> until I get back over there. That, that, that that's the truth.
1: No, nope. I'm done. <laughs> I'm
0: done. So why is that?
1: But Mama didn't raise no quitter.
0: <laughs> so why, 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 the change?
1: I don't know. I just don't. It's like I don't enjoy it no more, like I used to. You know, like being drunk, getting a buzz, don't, don't appeal to me. Or maybe it's re- my body rejecting it. It's just, it's not for me no more. I just
0: like living this way. Nice one. But if you
1: want a beer, I got you.
0: Nice one. Well, definitely, man. I know that Vegas heat. There's nothing better than a cold beer. Um, but yeah, yeah. As, I, as I was saying, so for people that want to reach out for, uh, out to you, whether they want to roll with you, whether they want to train with you, whether they want you in the corner, whether they want some medical supplies, what's the best way? Uh, what what what's the best way for them to get into contact?
1: Um, Tony Diaz MMA. That's my Instagram, Twitter. You can also follow me on Facebook, Tony Diaz and uh, send me an email at edm.tony at gmail.com, and we can hang out, you know, talk about whatever is on your mind, especially fighting. I love fighting. That's that's my number one thing because we fight every day in life, you know, one way or another. Just be a, be a corner man.
0: <laughs> well, there you have it. Like, uh, as I said, yep, the, the, the fighting advice has definitely been one that I will take with me for a very, very long time. Um, I forgot to also say, uh, I don't know if you were serious or not, but congratulate Jeremy on his performance in this past week as well. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. I look forward to claiming that beer even though you've stopped drinking. I And, and I say that because my intention is to come back out there. So I, I definitely want to get back out there as soon as possible. Um, look, it's 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 been an absolute pleasure, and I hope to get you on as soon as something else arises. But until then, we'll call it a day. I'm away. I'm away.